Well, hello everyone. Hello and welcome to this live stream attempt number two. I forget exactly what I was talking about um but I did start the last live stream and the audio was bad. I actually had that happen earlier this week and I'm not sure. There's a ghost in the machine we would say. So, I think we are here. I think that people can hear me. Dave in the chat says all good now. Hopefully, people found their way to this second attempt at this live stream. Thank you for bearing with me while I was solving some technical difficulties. Uh let me see here. Wanda says the sound is clear now. Looks like all systems are go and it looks like we'll be ready to start. So, I was a little bit lazy this morning because if we go to the camera pointing out my window, you can see that it is raining outside. So, we are having a rainy day here in Ontario, Canada. We've been having rainy days quite a bit lately. So, I thought I would set up what normally is the river cam or the road cam is now the puddle cam. So, you can see that there are puddles forming outside and that is why you see that I am inside today. So, once again, thank you for hanging out through a little bit of uh, some technical difficulties. I think we're ready to get started. A few things before we do. Thanks to Brad and Dave for moderating. I actually think Jim might also be helping out later today. I think Brad and Jim might be sharing. I'm not 100% sure but I know that Dave is here and he is already uh, posting the link that you can use if you have a question. Um Brent from American English says, let's blame the rain. Let's have a look at that again. Let's blame the rain for the poor audio. We could do that for sure. I'm kind of surprised because I had technical difficulty yesterday when I did my lesson on describing animals uh and I had technical difficulties today. So, hopefully, they're all worked out now. I think they are but (laughs) we'll see. Let's get to the questions though. Let's get to the questions that should be coming in at this point in time. Um Patrick has the first question. Patrick says, hi, teacher Bob. I said when I came home, everyone was already gone to a native and it got them confused. I guess I used wrong tenses. Thanks. When I came home, everyone was already gone. Yeah, you didn't use wrong tenses. That totally makes sense to me. Um but sometimes, let me think about this. Everyone, we might say everybody was already gone. When I came home, everybody was already gone. Um but there's a funny phrase. It's correct by the way. I'm not sure why they looked at you funny but I will give you a funny phrase in English. If you walk into a classroom and you say nobody's left, the classroom can either be full of people or empty. So, that's where English is a little bit tricky. The phrase nobody's left could mean that no one has left the room or it could mean that nobody is in the room. So, little tricky phrase from Bob the Canadian this morning. Let's get to the next question. Sorry, Patrick. Um I'm not sure why they were confused. That looks correct to me. Let me read it one more time. When I came home, everyone was already gone. Yes, I would say that. Yep. For sure. Um Ellen from Brazil says, hello, teacher Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well. I just would like to thank you for democratizing English language learning. You help a lot of people. So, I like to teach English. I like to teach English on YouTube. 95% or more of what I make is free. Sometimes you do have to watch an ad and I do get some ad revenue and I appreciate that. Um but some of you have become members as well and you do that to thank me and to support me a little bit and I support uh and I thank you for that as well. So, uh Ellen, uh, you're welcome for sure. Let's see here. Judith says, hi, Bob. In Canada, an apology can't be used as evidence of admission. Did you know it? Check the link I paste in the chat. No, I did not know that. Um maybe that's why Canadians apologize a lot because we know that it can't be used as evidence <laughs> against us at some point in time. Okay, Natalia. Before I answer Natalia's question, I do just wanna do for my own sake, I know you are all assuring me that the audio is working but for my own sake. Excellent. I'll have to uh, figure out why I'm having some problems. Sorry, just have to turn my camera viewfinder back on there. Um sorry, Natalia. Does the word anguish mean melancholy? 
or suffering or pain. It means suffering or pain, okay? Could you use the word anguish or a more common synonym in any examples? Yes. So, you might feel a lot of anguish if your one of your relatives or if a brother or sister committed a crime or if you if someone in your family died. So, it can mean suffering. It can mean pain. It can also mean sorrow. You might have to look that one up. Um <laughs> Merdad says, hi, Bob. What is the name of those small black dots on people's skin mostly on the faces? So, we have a variety of things that happen with our skin. Um teenagers especially get what are called pimples. Pimples are like red or white bumps on your skin. We also call it acne. And another thing people sometimes get is small black spots which are called blackheads. Thankfully, once you get um into your twenties, usually you stop having acne. Usually, you stop having pimples and blackheads. Although, I sometimes still, I think even last night, I don't want to get too close to the camera. I think I was getting a little pimple right there. We sometimes call them zits as well. So, again, a pimple or zit is a small like red or white bump on your skin. Um sometimes people pop their zits. Uh, it's, it's very, very gross. And if you have small black things on your skin, sometimes on the side of your nose, we would call them blackheads. Good question, Murdad. Uh let's see here. Andrew from Belarus. Hi, marvelous teacher Bob. I noticed that Americans use phrasal verbs more frequently than Canadians. Is it right or not? I think we use phrasal verbs about the same amount of times. I think that Canadians and Americans are very similar. The uh English that we speak is very North American and I think we probably use just as many phrasal verbs as our American cousins do for sure. Uh, Let's see what Brent says in the chat about that one but certainly I think we are equally guilty of using too many phrasal verbs. Yaroslav says, how are you? Teacher Bob, how to develop communication skills effectively? Take care. So, as many of you know, I'm a firm believer in um whatever you practice, you will get better at. Not just in language learning. So, if you want to develop your speaking skills or your writing skills, if that's what you want to improve, you need to practice those. There are theories out there that might be a little different than that but I do firmly believe that the more you practice one of the four parts of learning a language, reading, writing, listening and speaking, you actually get stronger in that part. So, practice. More, more, more practice. Uh Brent says, I sometimes get zits too. I think it should be against the law to be going bald and getting zits at the same time. So, again, zits or pimples are um a result of having acne sometimes and it's something you get on your face. This is not a zit by the way on my face. You look right here. I'm not sure that's in focus. I have a blemish. Um so, on this cheek, I've always had a spot where the skin's a slightly different color. Now that I've pointed it out, you're all gonna notice it all the time. Um we would call that a blemish or maybe even a birthmark. Although, a birthmark is usually brown in color. A birthmark is a mark on your skin that you've had since you were born. Um Tripto says, hello, Mr. Bob. How English is different? How is English different from other languages? languages. By this, I mean how is English so special? A couple little flips to fix things there and why is it chosen as an international language? I think English became an international language because of the British Empire. I'm not a history expert on the British Empire but if you do a little bit of research, you'll you'll realize that um the British Empire was quite far reaching And as a result, many, many countries speak English and so it has become one of the dominant languages on the planet. It isn't the most dominant. It certainly dominates the world of business, international business um but that is what you would need to research Tripto to find out. Renata, good afternoon, Bob. I hope you are doing awesomely well today. Could you please explain the usage of hereby and thereby? Thank you very much, sir. Have an awesome day. Uh so, first of all, we don't use either of these words very often. They are not very common words. Um we definitely will see them or hear them maybe in a court of law 
or maybe the government when they write a new law will say um I hereby declare that all people are equal and have a right to live a happy life, okay? So, basically, it just means right now with authority, I am saying something. As a teacher, I could say it jokingly. Like, I could say to my students, I hereby declare that there is no exam tomorrow and it just makes it sound very official. Thereby, we don't use very often uh, as well. Hereby, you might hear once in a while. Uh, Let's see here. The clumsiest guy on earth says, hi, Mr. Bob. You're the cutest spring chicken I've ever seen. So, what kind of footwear is common in Canada besides shoes or do you wear nothing but shoes? Thank you. So, we wear shoes, we wear sandals and we wear boots. The type of shoes we wear, we often call runners or running shoes or you might call them athletic shoes or uh, basketball shoes but we call them, I think they're called sneakers in some parts of the world but that is probably the most common type of footwear. We wear socks and running shoes. Probably in the summer, you'll see more people with bare feet and sandals. They might also wear what we call flip-flops. I'm not sure what they call them in the United States but flip-flops are like just a flat piece with one strap and in the winter, we often wear boots. Let me get to the next question. Dave, hello, Bob. Should we learn just one accent? It really depends on why you're learning English. If your goal is to learn English to live in Britain, you should probably learn uh, the British accent. If your goal is simply to listen and read English to understand it, it probably doesn't matter which accent you learn. And I will say this, when I speak French, which is my second language, my accent is a mixture of about three or four different parts of the world and so, it doesn't cause me any trouble. Um so, if you do have Like, if you're going to go study in a certain country, if you're going to study in America, you're going to go to university there for four years, I would certainly focus on the American accent Um, but you don't have to. Let's see here. (laughs) So, Mikhail says, hi, Bob. Good to see you again. My question is, what is the correct pronunciation of the following words? So, in Canada, We say schedule but some old people still say schedule, okay? Canadian English can be a bit of a mixture between American English and British English. So, I would say 99% of Canadians say schedule. Um I have a really busy schedule today. I had two teachers when I was in school who said schedule. Sorry, I should make sure I hold my fingers this way. Um I say vegetable. You need to eat uh, at least five vegetables a day. Choir, museum and kernel, okay? Kernel is kind of a weird one. It doesn't really look like kernel at all but I should say if you had added the word lieutenant. So, in the military, you can have captains and colonels and admirals and lieutenants. In Canada, some people still say lieutenant instead of lieutenant. Another little difference between Canadian and American English. Next question from Sala. Hello, teacher Bob. Tell us about schools in Canada for children. When does the day start and when does school end? So, the school day in Canada goes from about 8.30 until 3.30. So, 8.30 a.m. Some schools start at 8.20. Some schools start at quarter to nine. Some schools end at three o'clock. Some schools end at 3.20 or 3.30 but generally, students have about a six to seven hour school day. Um the school year starts in September and it goes until June and generally during the school year, we have two breaks, one at Christmas and one in the spring. There are a few little holidays sprinkled in as well um but that's generally how school works in Canada. At my school, at the high school, we start teaching at nine and we are done teaching at three. When I taught in an American school when I was a student teacher, I lived in Michigan, school started at 7.40 and it ended at 1.30. That was a little bit early for me but it was nice getting out uh, closer to uh, the middle of the afternoon instead of the end. I'm curious to hear from Brent, American English with this guy, what his school day looks like. Maybe he can put that in the chat for us. Uh let's see here. 
So Segar, hi teacher, what does country lore and rocks the cradle mean? So country lore is not familiar to me um but rock the cradle. I'm gonna look up because it's not a common phrase. Um like I know there's a movie called the hand that rocks the cradle. Let's see here. Yeah. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. It's basically saying I think that mums are very, very powerful or moms if you want the American pronunciation. Um it basically means that mums ultimately have the greatest power in the world because they influence how their children develop. It's not a very common phrase though. We don't hear this one very often uh in Canadian English, in everyday English. Brent in the chat says, we start school around 715 and get out around 210. So, about a full hour earlier than I uh, than my school day. I like my school day better. <laughs> Let's see here. Tom, the Vietnamese, I'm stuck at the intermediate level though I studied a lot but I think I'm not making any progress. Please give me some tips to get my English to advance. So, progressing from so, if you're a beginner and then intermediate and then advanced, to get from intermediate to advanced can be very challenging for people. Generally, living in an English-speaking country is the best way to do it um and I know not everyone has that luxury. Not everyone is able to do that but living in an English-speaking country for a year and having conversations on a daily basis will get you from intermediate to advanced. If you can't move to an English speaking country, I think it's very important to do I think two things. One, surround yourself in English every minute of the day that you can. So, listen to all your music in English. Read everything in English. Watch all your TV in English. Don't do anything in your own language if you can choose to do it in English. And then to go along with that, I would find probably two English tutors, not just one but if you wanna get from intermediate to advanced, I would meet twice a week with two different English tutors for 30 minutes each time um just to kind of get you there. And then the last thing would be um schedule a test. Schedule um a level B2 or C1 test um if you haven't done that and uh schedule it like nine months from now and that sometimes can light a fire under you (laughs) to get you motivated. But certainly try to live as if you are in an English speaking part of the world. That's my my recommendation. Felipe, the expression down the rabbit hole, what does it mean and is it related to Alice in Wonderland? So, down the rabbit hole also, it it's another phrase um that I'm looking up because we don't use it very often. Down the rabbit hole is a metaphor for an adventure into the unknown. Sorry, I kind of stumbled over my words there. Um but when you're down the rabbit hole, you're doing something that you don't know a lot about and it's certainly interesting, maybe a little bit mysterious as well. Uh let's see here. I do wanna say hi to the 533 people who are watching. Um I'm Bob the Canadian. I teach English here on YouTube. If you are interested, you could click this red subscribe button here and turn on the bell notification and then whenever I do a new video or live lesson, you'll get a notification. That would have been quite helpful this morning um when I had to cancel the first live stream and start a new one because the audio wasn't working right. Um anyways, uh what was I saying? I think I've lost my train of thought. I should just keep answering questions. That's the best thing to do when I lose my train of thought. Uh let's see here. Next question from Nick. Hello, T. Oh, I was gonna check the audio. That's what I was gonna do. Although I haven't seen anyone complaining in the chat. There we go. Everything's great. Uh let's see here. Nick says, hello, teacher Bob. I want to wish everybody all the best. Hope that all people will live together and help each other. Have a nice day, everyone. Nick, I agree with you 100%. Your sentiments are um right on. That's what I would say. Great, great thing to say and to wish for. Next question from Natalia. Dear teacher, could you please tell is there any difference between astonish and astound? Best wishes. I was astonished when she started singing. She was a beautiful, she had a beautiful voice. I was astounded when she started singing. She had a beautiful voice. Both work 
in those example sentences. I think there's a slight difference. I would probably choose astonished more than astounded but I think they could both be used to express a a form of surprise. Okay, I'm not sure I can answer this. Grammar questions sometimes take too long but Zana says, hi, the greatest teacher. (laughs) Thanks. If I'm telling a story which has happened in the past, which tense shall I use? Past simple or present perfect? Thanks in advance. I would use the past simple but it really is a matter of style choice which tense you use, okay? So, if I was to tell a story, I would say um there was a man who lived in Hamilton, Ontario. He liked to go to the opera. He dreamed of becoming an opera singer or if you're British, you would say he dreamt of becoming an opera singer. So, I would certainly use a strong uh form of the past tense. Next question. I will do members only chat a little later today because we kind of started about 10 minutes later. Um so, I'm just keeping an eye on my timer. We'll start in about nine minutes. Ruslan, hello, teacher Bob. Is there a practice in Canada to buy an apartment at a early building stage at a low price? Does it happen a company goes bankrupt and the owner loses money? So, it's not super common but it does happen. Sometimes people will buy a house or they'll buy an apartment before it's built. They usually only put down a down payment. They don't pay the full price. Maybe they pay 10% or 25% of the price and yes, it's rare but every once in a while, the company might go bankrupt and the person might lose their money but it does not happen very often. Usually in Canada, the way people buy houses is they go and buy a house. So, builders and companies will build houses and then when they're finished, they'll put a uh, for sale sign on them. So, it happens both ways um but the way you mention usually goes well. Um it doesn't happen very often that people um lose their money uh in Canada. Let's see here. Next question from Betty. Hi, teacher Bob. What's the difference between avail and useful? Also, does broadcast mean the same as live? Thanks for your help. Good day. So, when you avail yourself of someone, it means you make yourself available. Let's get the full uh definition. Meaning of avail. So, to help or benefit and then to use or take advantage of. Yes, there you go. So, when you avail yourself um of to someone, yeah, it means you make yourself available. We don't use that word very often, by the way, avail. Um sometimes people ask questions about words and I have to think, when's the last time I used that word? Um useful simply means that you are of use to someone, okay? If Jen says that I'm very useful on the farm, it means I'm helpful and I do good work. Um broadcast and live are slightly different. Right now, I am uh this is a live lesson. I guess you could say I'm broadcasting this lesson on the internet but we usually use the word broadcast more for television and on the internet, if something is happening in real time, we say that it is live. So, on the on TV, they would say it's a live broadcast. They would kind of use both words. Let's see here. From a browser, from Wikipedia, Internet Explorer will be discontinued on June 15th, 2022 or 2022. Notice we say dates. When we say the year, sometimes we say 2022 or 2022. What does discontinued mean? It means it will no longer be available or um you won't be able to download it or have it anymore. Is there no simpler analog of this word? No, it's basically they're going to stop making it and they're gonna stop making it available to people. It will be discontinued. This happens a lot with iPhones. When the iPhone 9 comes out, the iPhone 8 is discontinued. When the iPhone 10 comes out, the iPhone 9 is discontinued. You can still buy it for a week or two but eventually, they aren't making them anymore. So, you can't get them anymore. Let's see here. Next question from Kurdistan. Hello, Bob. Please tell me the best way to learn Canadian, the Canadian accent and you have movies and if you have movies, which ones are useful? Canada does not produce a lot of movies. We do produce some television. What I usually recommend to people is if you go to cbc.ca, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has a website 
and there you will be able to find some if not all of the Canadian television that is produced in the world. So, that would be a great place to start. Um let's see here. Next question. Antonio says, hello, Bob. Once you said that you do buy drinking water and do not use local water because of sulfur but why didn't why do you not install a filter system? So, Antonio, here's why we don't install a a filter system. We get our drinking water for free. We don't actually buy our drinking water. Each week, we go to town and we fill five five-gallon jugs. I know I'm Canadian and I'm supposed to use liters. We fill five 18 liter jugs with water and we are able to get treated clean water for free from our town. If we weren't able to do that, we would probably install a filter system and you're correct. Most water wells in my area, there's a lot of sulfur in the water. So, people use it for you know flushing their toilets. They use it for watering but they don't drink it or cook with it. So, Why haven't we installed a filter system? Because we do get our water for free. We just get it from town. Um if you wanna see Jen, there's Jen and Oscar running. I think Jen is heading out. I think she's going to buy some feed for the sheep and goats. I think that's what she's doing today. Anyways, back to the questions. In fact, we should probably, let me do a couple more questions and we'll do uh members only chat. So, Nat says, hi, teacher Bob. What is the difference? Make sure you do the what is the. What is the difference between the verbs alter and change? They're the same. Change is just more common um and change has other uses as well, okay? So, if you're going to alter something, it means you're going to make changes to it. So, let me take that back. They're not exactly the same. You can alter clothing which means you take out some of the thread and you cut it and you sew it back together and those are called alterations. Um if you have a plan for the day, you can change your plan or you can alter your plans. Um but you wouldn't like let's say I need to put a different shirt on. I would go and change my clothes. I wouldn't say I'm going to go and alter my clothes. That would mean I'm gonna cut them up and sew them back together differently. So, there is a slight difference. Yes, for sure. Let's see here. Vinicius, hello, sir. I hope all is well with you and your family. It is Vinicius. Thank you. When should I use between or among and what is the difference of context? So, now, I'm just gonna show you. I have two kids. Oh, you can't see them now. They were just standing out there with an umbrella. Now, they've gone in the barn. Um so, when you are, let's say there's two people standing and you are right here, okay? Let's do it this way. Um there's two people standing and you are standing between them, okay? If you watched my 360 video the other day, I was hiding behind the tree and I was between the house and the barn, okay? So, between simply means that if there's a couple of things or people and if there's someone in the middle, they are between. When you are among people, it means you're in a crowd of people and you're somewhere in the middle of it. That's probably the best way for me to describe the difference between those two. Um let's see here. From Eduardo. So, Eduardo's question is, hey, Bob, good morning. I like it because Eduardo waves all the time in with a little emoji. In yesterday's lesson, I'm gonna fix that. You described dolphin as intelligent and raccoon as clever. Intelligent, clever, smart mean the same. Thanks. They do somewhat. So, remember yesterday, we did a lesson on animals and let me find the raccoon here. The raccoon I described as clever and the dolphin I described as intelligent. Where's the dolphin here? There it is, intelligent. So, they do mean the same thing, Eduardo, but they are slightly different, okay? Clever means like you're smart but you can figure things out quickly. Like raccoons can figure out how to open a garbage can. They're really clever. Whereas intelligent maybe means you can think more deeply about things. You can plan things. So, they do all mean the opposite of dumb or stupid but they do have slightly different meanings I think. Um if you were to say my son is very clever or my son is very smart, they both mean, sorry, intelligent. 
They both mean that your son is very, very smart, but clever might mean, you know, he's always thinking of new ways to do stuff. Whereas intelligent might mean he can learn things very quickly, but you can use them interchangeably. I wouldn't get too worried about that. Okay. Let me say hi to the 588 people watching as I make a slight change to this live stream. So, thank you for being here. If you're one of the 588 people watching and you are not a subscriber, please click this red subscribe button. Um it's a good thing to do. You'll get notified when I do new lessons. Um and if you do click the little bell too, I think you get even more of a notification if you want to do that. And thank you right now to my members. We're going to move into members only chat for the next 10 minutes. If you are a member of the chat, I see Panthera saying 600. Boom. Yep, we're at 600 viewers. This is better than yesterday. Yesterday's live stream was unlisted. Here, I'll let you see a couple of my kids. There's two of my kids walking in the rain. One is holding a cat and they're using an umbrella. They're probably waiting for Jen because they probably want to go shopping with her. That's where they're going right now. Anyways, I again lost my train of thought. Um, what was I saying? I was gonna say something clever but <laughs> now I can't think of it. 600 boom. Oh, yeah, yesterday's live stream. It was unlisted but still 80 people found their way in. So, that was cool. Uh, Julia says, hi, dear teacher. Could you please explain the phrase all agog? Is it probably old-fashioned or people still use it? I heard it in a movie once. When you're agog, it means like you can hardly think. When Beatles fans saw the Beatles, they were very, they were all agog. Let's get the official. Um, let's see here. Amazed or impressed. So, that is my the best description I can give is if you see old movies or old TV footage where Beatles fans are cheering for the Beatles in the late 60s, early 70s, they were all agog. Like, very impressed and almost crazy, I think. Um, Norma says, yes, 601 watching. Semra says, hey, nice to be with you, Bob, and your followers. Hey, Semra, good to see you. Brent says, tell me about it. I looked for yesterday's live stream and couldn't find it. Then I lost power. So, that's like a double whammy. That's a good example of a double whammy. A double whammy is when two things go wrong at the same time or in a row. So, first of all, Brent couldn't find the live stream because I accidentally had it set to unlisted and then his power went out. Um, Let's see here. Julia, now I see why you set up the camera. Everything is under control in the yard. Yes. The yard, we look here, it has not stopped raining. You can see the puddles in the driveway. Um, They're almost connecting those two puddles. So, it's definitely uh, raining quite a bit. Hopefully, it stops soon. We don't need rain. So, Um, let's see here. Maria C, you've been losing your train of thought a lot lately, Bob. Yeah, it's because I'm on holidays, Maria. I think when I am teaching, I have to be very organized and I have to plan my day and now I can be a little more relaxed but it means I'm not um I'm not as with it as I normally am or maybe I'm just getting old. By the way, my birthday is this summer. It may have already happened or it might be happening in the next week or two. We'll see. Let's see. Um, Brent says, the Beatles, the new doc on Paul McCartney came out yesterday. It is amazing. I should watch that. I've been looking forward to that. Julia Olise, thank you, teacher. I understand exactly. Modags, it was kind of a great private lesson yesterday. I wanted to capitalize on that but Mr. Bob ended up cutting the members only chat short to avoid my silliness. (laughs) Yes, I was certainly out of sorts yesterday. When technology doesn't work properly, especially when I'm doing a live lesson, Um, I get a little bit out of sorts. That means I don't know what to do next to make things work properly. I should probably make like a plan. If this happens, do this. If this happens, do this and then just execute that plan when something goes wrong. Um let's see here. I need my don't think I have my reading glasses here. That's fine. Um it's pouring out here. Yes, it's definitely pouring out there. A little less than pouring. Yeah, I would say it's pouring. It's definitely pouring. That's from Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. 
Panthera Nori, dear teacher Bob, do I know it right that being self-conscious means feeling nervous or embarrassed? So, it doesn't have a positive connotation as self-confident has. Yeah, self-confident means you're like, I know what I'm doing and everyone can tell. When you're self-conscious, it actually means like if you get a new haircut and you're, you're you don't really like it, you might be self-conscious when you go out. If you're wearing new clothes and they're a little bit too tight or they don't fit you right or you're not sure the color looks good, you might be self-conscious. It means you're worried about what other people think when they look at you. So, definitely different than self-confident. Eugene from Etobicoke says, hi, Bob. I went to a movie studio near my house. They used an audio interface with the USB XLR mics and mixer for audio. I did some church for sound live stream like that for the Salvation Army. There there are different ways to do audio and I'm wondering if I should explore some of those. There's a new device now where you can plug I don't wanna talk too much about it but XLR mics into a computer. It's very cool. By the way, in university, I worked at the audio visual department. So, I have a little bit of a background in that. Um let's see. Brent says to Modags, you never know what trick you'll pull. Modags says to Brent, we were a little apprehensive yesterday that you might be haunted by a ghost. Yeah, they we were worried that uh, I think Brent either did or is going to camp out in a cemetery for the night. We weren't sure if the ghosts got you, Brent. We were a little worried. Betty Lou, hi, Bob. How to use virtually and wipe out properly in daily life? Could you show some good examples? Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Have a nice day. So, when you do something virtually, um like Probably the best example is you can buy a VR headset so that you can experience something virtually. So, that means the opposite of going outside, you would just see it in the virtual reality headset. So, it would be a virtual experience. So, kind of not the opposite of real but just something generated by a computer. Uh and then your second question, let me see here. Wipe out. Well, right now, if I went running down the driveway and I ran in a mud puddle and tried to stop, I might wipe out. So, I might slip and land on my butt in the puddle. That wouldn't be very good. I don't want to run outside right now, especially on the grass. The grass gets very slippery in the rain and I might wipe out. Let's see here. Um Maria C, you're more relaxed now. You deserve it. I have a question, Bob. Are you a sweet tooth person? Which is your favorite type of food? So, my favorite food is pizza but I am, I do have a sweet tooth. So, chocolate, any kind of chocolate, I really, really like for sure. Definitely like chocolate. Um so, that's the opposite of liking salty food. If there were, let's say there was a bowl of chips, potato chips and then a chocolate bar on a table and someone said choose, I would take the chocolate bar every time. Modag says, I think the ghost in the machine that appeared at the beginning of today's lesson was one of the ghosts that Brent had brought back with him from the cemetery. Possibly. And we have ghost emojis from Maria C. Very cool. Modag says, I was waiting for you to pull out your secret weapon. Uh let's see here. Brent says, all safe and sound. Were there ghosts? Gee, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh yeah. So, a video might be coming out soon from Brent. Panthera Nori, dear teacher Bob, how to understand to contemplate. It's closer to observing something or staring at something or it rather means to bear or to endure. Thank you. When you contemplate, it means you need to think about something and you can, let's put it this way. You can contemplate with your eyes closed. So, let's say I have to, I really need to contemplate what I want to do during the month of August because I'm not, I'm gonna be really busy and so, I have to contemplate. So, I could, this is a pose of someone contemplating. So, it's really just thinking deeply and quietly about something. Uh let's see here. Brent says to Moat Eggs, is my fault for the audio? I still think it's the rain. Yeah, I think it's the rain too. Uh, Maria C says to Brent, that cemetery should close the doors at night to prevent themselves from having people like Brent wandering around there. Um and then Lippy is like being cheeky or sad. Yeah, Lippy is when um like when you talk back to someone. So, sometimes kids can be really lippy. So, it means they just you're trying to tell them something. Maybe they've done something wrong and they keep saying, no, I didn't. Oh, it wasn't my fault. And you could say, hey, stop being lippy or stop talking back. Modag says to Brent, I'm not convinced. American ghosts are as good as at English as Brent. 
I have a funny feeling that a ghost has taken over your account. Possibly. Who knows? I will have to see. Um I don't know if a ghost has taken over Brent's account. He sounds like the real Brent. So, I'm not too worried. Um that's a great term. I wonder if Bob's students ever get lippy with him. Yes, sometimes they do. Um thank you so much. So, like pondering. Yes. Contemplate and pondering are very very similar. Um let's see here. Type in some Italian if you're the real Brent. <laughs> Um and Eugene says maybe the computer needs grounding. Oh, I haven't thought about that. Um I do already. I have thought of something I can do next time to make sure it doesn't happen. I can actually do a little test recording before the live stream to make sure the audio is good. And Semra, don't take any spoil, Brent. Oh, yeah. It will be excited to watch you. Yeah, no spoilers. We don't want any spoilers. Hey, I'm not sure if that was a full 10 minutes but I am going to turn off members only chat. Once again, thank you so much to all of you who are members. You are awesome. Members are people who have clicked the join button below and they've decided to uh I think just for some people they want to thank me for my work. Some people want to support me so that I can have good equipment to make better lessons. Some people enjoy having their name in green in the chat and being part of the community and that's awesome as well. And some people enjoy having an extra video on Wednesdays where I talk about almost anything under the sun. Sometimes um I don't know what to talk about but usually something occurs to me on my way outside with my camera. Um let me see here. Let me get back to the question. Did I answer Eduardo's? Yes, I did. Let's see. By the way, just so you know um at this point if you've asked a question in the last five minutes I will most likely not get to it. Okay? So, I'll try my best to get through but there are a lot of questions in the queue. So, it's gonna take a while. Seth Smitha says, hi Bob. Beware of intruding into his house. Be careful when intruding into his home. Do these two resemble each other and please give a synonym for the phrasal verb lavish on. So, they mean the same thing. Beware of intruding into his home. Be careful when intruding into his home. We would probably though a more common way to say it would be be careful breaking into his house or be careful going into his house. That would probably be a little more common. And I don't know of a synonym for lavish on. Like when you lavish, yeah, it means to kind of give riches on someone or to give someone a lot of attention. So, I would say Yeah, I don't know a a quick answer for that one. Sorry, says Mitha. Nathan says, good morning, Bob. Thanks for your lesson. It's lessons. It's helped me a lot. Well, you're welcome, Nathan. It continues to be quite fun for me to make these lessons. I have always been a teacher. Uh since I started teaching way back in the 90s, I've always liked to learn new things and I've always liked to find out how to use new things in my classroom. Uh so, I view YouTube as my classroom. When I think of a way to do something new, um I usually try to figure out if I can use it in a YouTube English lesson. Okay. Um I'm gonna skip the next question and move on to this one. Uh let's see here. Um think I need to yeah. This is from Deepak. Sorry, Deepak. It's a little R-rated. I can't really answer yours, okay? R-rated means it involves it's not family friendly or safe for work. Those would be the terms. Next question from Rikson. Hi. What is the difference between to be updated and to be up to date? Is there any nuances? Yeah, there is a little bit of difference there. So, when your computer needs to be updated, it means that you need to download an update and it needs to update itself. Maybe your house is getting a little bit old. Maybe your kitchen um counter was installed 50 years ago and you're like, our kitchen really needs to be updated. It means that you need to do something to make it more modern or current. But when something is up to date, it means that work has already been done. So, here's a little bit of a tricky sentence. I updated my computer and now the software is up to date. Okay? So, that that kind of explains the two. One is a state when it needs to be updated, something needs to be done but when it has been updated, when it's up to date, then that work has already been done. Hopefully, that made some sense. 
Enzi says, hi, teacher Bob. I would like to say thank you for free English online lessons. I really hope if you could provide online conversation class via Zoom or or another way. I have to fix the end there. Um, that's the one thing I really don't have time for. As many of you know, I do still teach. I will be teaching a little bit less next year though. Instead of being full-time, I will be about 75 or 80 percent somewhere in there. Um but I also help Jen on the flower farm quite a bit. If we look outside, I will not be helping outside today. But the one thing I really haven't done and don't have time for is to start giving lessons to people via Zoom. Um and it's really just because I'm busy. I also have five kids although two will be in university next year. So, I'll only have three at home but I'm a busy busy guy. So, not anytime soon, Enzi. Uh let's see here. Lucky says, which social media do you use in your daily life? I have to add do there. Can you talk more about social media? Thanks, Bob. So, here's how I use social media. I make English lessons and I put them on TikTok. I put them on YouTube. I put them on Instagram and I put them on Facebook. On my YouTube videos, when I have time, it doesn't always happen. I try to reply to comments as much as I can. Um this past week has not been a good week for that but I usually try to do that. I don't interact with people on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. I don't really have time for that. So, in terms of social media, I use it as a place to put English lessons but personally, I don't use social media very much at all. Um I do chat with my brothers and sisters on social media. We have a private conversation channel uh but that's really it. Uh next question. I'm just gonna skip through. There's a lot of heavy grammar questions here. Um here we go. Pronunciation. Alina. Hello, teacher Bob. Could you please pronounce the words iron and ironing? These are tricky for me. Thank you. So, an iron is something that you use to make your clothes flat to get the wrinkles out of your clothes. You might heat up the iron and then iron your clothes. Um I don't do a lot of ironing right now because it's summer. You can see I'm wearing a t-shirt. This t-shirt doesn't need ironing. It's wrinkle free actually although you can see some wrinkles, can't you? Um but my dress shirts, my shirts with collars, I do usually iron them. So, you'll often see me ironing in the morning before I go to work but in the summer, I don't need to do very much ironing. There you go. There's a lot of examples for you. So, Lena says, hello, Bob. Nice weather outside, eh? Did I use A correctly? Yes. Let's look at the weather one more time. So, oh, that's not the weather. That's my room. By the way, I got a couch for free. That's the best way to get a couch. Not sure if you can see it. It would be what we would call a love seat in Canada. It has a s- spots for two people. Um sorry, what was Lena saying? One sec here. Nice weather outside, eh? Did I use A correctly? Yes, you did. So, A is used when you wanna say like, isn't it? Like, nice weather outside, isn't it? It's when you're encouraging someone to agree with you. Um I would say, yeah, it's okay weather. At this point in time, I think I would prefer a little bit of sunshine. Uh, thank you, Raphael, for becoming a member of the channel. Everyone who becomes a member makes it that much easier for me to produce good English content for all of you who are out there practicing and learning English. So, thanks, Raphael, for becoming a member. You're awesome. Let's see here. Vietnam. Hi, Bob. Please tell me. I'm gonna take the S off. Please tell me how many hours I should spend speaking per day. Well, let me rephrase that. Please tell me Please tell me how many hours I should speak per day. How many hours are enough? Thank you. I had to kind of break it into two sentences. So, my theory is this. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. One hour per week of actual English conversation with an English tutor or English teacher I think is sufficient provided that during the rest of the week, you're doing a lot of reading and writing and listening but that you're also doing speaking on your own, singing along to songs, reading books out loud. Uh, It's not the same as a conversation but it helps you perfect your accent. If you were preparing to take an English test 
I would say you might want to spend two hours a week practicing your conversation or your speaking skills. Uh that's what I would say. Um so, this is from Hassan. Hello, Bob. Could you please tell us if there is any difference between American and Canadian English? So, I'm fixing the sentence a bit there. Could you please tell us if there is any difference between American and Canadian English and how can we have an American or Canadian accent? So, first of all, there's very little difference between American and Canadian English. I did do a video about it. I don't know if Dave's still here. I'm not sure if he had to go but Dave, if you could find the link to the video um where I talk about Canadian English compared mostly to American English. That'd be a good video for Hassan to watch. Um we're very close cousins of each other when it comes to the English language. There are a few things that we say differently. There's a a small difference in our pronunciation but generally it's very very close. Uh let's see here. I'm skip that one. Sorry, I'm skipping some questions today. Sorry to those of you out there. Um but some of the questions are quite they would take me 10 minutes to explain. So, it would be better to make a whole lesson on it. So, um and I'm not just searching for questions like this. Rocky says, hi, Bob. Your videos are so much are so awesome. Let's remove the word much and helpful. I love your videos. It's my first time. Well, welcome, Rocky. Thank you for being here and joining. Um Mode Ag says, Mr. Bob keeps telling us to sing along and he has never sung on camera for us. I have actually. There is one video. I think I sing the alphabet. I think I've sung once on camera. I think I sang the alphabet song. It's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z because in Canada, we say Z. Now, I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? There you go, Mode. Second time, Bob the Canadian has sung on camera. I hope that song's not copyrighted. Otherwise, this video will get a copyright strike. We'll have to see. Uh, Let's see here. So, Naomi says, do these sentences mean the same? I couldn't care less or I could care less. If they do, will you please explain how they mean the same thing? They mean the same thing because people use one of them incorrectly but it has become part of common speech, okay? So, if you say I could care less or I couldn't care less, it both means that you just don't care anymore and let's figure out which one is correct because I don't even know as a native speaker. I think I know but I don't wanna be wrong. I could care less or I couldn't care less. Like, if you search Google, it pops up. Couldn't care less and could care less are both used to mean someone doesn't care at all but English teachers and grammarians will say that only couldn't care less is correct. So, what's happened is because it's been used incorrectly by a lot of people for so long, both are now considered correct in informal English speech. If you were writing a paper, you would want to make sure you use couldn't care less because the other one is apparently wrong. But notice how I had to look it up. Army Ant says, what about climate horror in Canada these days? So, Canada is experiencing the same thing as the rest of the world. We're experiencing extreme weather from time to time. The west coast of Canada was very, very hot. Abnormally hot a week and a half ago. Right now, in parts of Germany and Belgium and north eastern France. It's raining so much that there are floods. So, we I think like the rest of the world are starting to see extreme weather. That's what I would say. Let's see here. Um just wanna check something for a sec. There we go. And let me go over here. Sorry, I'm just finding my next question here and uh Dave and Brad, I think Brad's still around. If you guys could stick around just for another five minutes, ten minutes, that'd be great while I finish this off. Um and let's see here. Champ says, hello, teacher Bob. Tell us about COVID-19, the COVID-19 situation. We have to add a the in Canada. Could you give the meaning effect and of affect and effect? Thank you so much. When you affect something, it means you can make it change and it has an effect. That's the difference. 
You'll want to look these up though because they sound very similar. The COVID situation in Canada is getting better. There is uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, things are looking up in the world right now or in Canada. I know, sorry, I shouldn't have said in the world. I know that there are a lot of countries that still need to vaccinate many people. I think you'll see Canada start to do its part in the terms of giving vaccines to other countries. Here's Jen coming in if you wanna see Jen. She's bringing the recycle bins in from outside. She looks a little bit wet and then behind her coming through the rain, Oscar, her best friend. Wait, I thought I was Jen's best friend. There's Oscar coming in. He likes the rain by the way, Oscar does. Let's get back to the questions. Um things are getting better in Canada although we now have another wave of cases starting because of the Delta variant. So, we're a little bit concerned uh about what's going to happen next. A lot of the population has their first shot. Some people have their second shot but and that's increasing every day. Uh Eugene from Etobicoke says, today new cases confirmed in Ontario. That's our province is 176. That's much better than the 4,000 a day we were having uh, a little while ago. Uh let's see here. Peter from Vietnam says, hi teacher. Hope you are fine. I'm learning French so sometimes I confuse the pronunciation between French French and English. How to fix. Thanks a lot and take care. I don't know. It's tricky because when my brain flips into French then Sometimes when I start speaking English again, I'll say some words with a French accent for some reason and I don't know why. I think it's just very tricky. It's more tricky for you because you probably speak three or four languages and if French and English are both learned languages, sometimes your brain tries to store the words in the same place. So, I don't have um any advice on how to prevent that, Peter. Sorry. Let's see here. Um just looking for a couple more questions. So, Yuan says, hi, Bob. I'm from Taiwan. Do people say long time no see when people don't meet each other for a long time? Are any common, are there any common ways to, are there other common ways to say things in this situation? Thank you. Little fix there. So, the phrase long time no see was very common. It still is somewhat common but it's people are using it less because it kind of makes fun of people who can't speak English well. The origin of the phrase long time no see isn't a great story. It's about making fun of a certain type of immigrant because they couldn't say I haven't oh, it's been a long time since I've seen you. So, they would say long time no see. So, yes, people still use it but I think you will see this phrase eventually phased out. Eventually, we won't use this phrase anymore. It's been discontinued to go back to the other one. Um instead, you would probably say, hey, um how's it going? It's been a while. That's probably the more common phrase. Hey, it's been a while instead of long time no see. It has racial overtones. It's slightly racist to say long time no see at least in America and in Canada because it it historically I think came from uh basically making fun of immigrants hundreds of years ago because they couldn't speak English well. We'll see. Maybe Brent knows more about that. Um I just read about that a couple of months ago. So, uh let's see here. Ariel says, Hey, Bob, I'm planning to move to Canada next year for my uni studies. Any advice for the IELTS test? Yes. Hire someone to help you practice. Go on Preply or Cambly or italki. All of those different platforms where you can hire someone. There's a link to Preply below by the way. Look for someone where in their description as an English tutor, it says like specializes in IELTS prep or specializes in English exam preparation. Um and then secondly, buy a study kit. They're not all super useful but it can help you a bit and then search on YouTube. There's some good um preparation videos on YouTube as well to help you get ready for that test. Um hey folks, I'm going to wrap up this live lesson. Uh thank you so much for being here. Um it is time to go. So, I think we've been at this for about an hour. Sorry to the 
27 people whose questions I did not get to. Sorry about that. It happens sometimes but thank you to the 619 people who are watching. If you're new here, please click that red subscribe button. If you want, you do not have to but if you want to thank me or support me, there is a join button below. You can explore what that means. It's up to you. Thanks to Brad and Dave for helping out. I'm not sure if Jim popped in. I wasn't sure if Brad and Jim were gonna be here today or just one of them but thanks to Brad and Jim if they were both here. I know Brad was. Um and uh have a good week everybody. Uh remember this lesson should have automatically generated subtitles in about a day or two. So, if there were parts you didn't understand or if the question you asked, you didn't quite understand my answer, come back and watch it with those subtitles on. It can be quite helpful and before I go, it looks like it's starting to get a little brighter outside but it's still raining but uh, I think Jen and I have to head out. Jen, it looks like wasn't able to go get feed for the animals so maybe I'll go with her. Anyways, thanks for watching. Um if you didn't watch this past week's lesson, it's a 360 lesson. It means you can look in any direction you want while you're watching the lesson. I'll put Nightbot will share a link in a sec for you um to that lesson. Hopefully, Nightbot's here. I think Nightbot's here. Yep, there you go. So, if you wanna learn English with a 360 degree video, click that link that Nightbot has just shared. Anyways, enough talking. Bye. Thanks for being here. Thanks to Maria C, Julia Olise, Lolly Lolly, Brent from American English with this guy, Eduardo, Talk Italian with Arone, Judith is here, Muhammad, Anna, I think I skipped somebody, Semra, I'm just scrolling back looking for familiar names, Maria C, uh, Rod, the Brazilian English teacher, Mohammed, I might have said already, Panthera Nori, Juan de Prado, Mode Eggs, of course, who I might have mentioned twice. That's it. I'm not saying bye to anybody else. There's too many names. I can't say bye to 574 people. That would just be crazy but I will say bye to everyone. Maybe I did just say bye to 574 people. That's how you do it. You just say bye everyone. Have a good day. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me, in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.